Hello, everyone out there, all you loyal listeners, because if you're listening to us, you're pretty damn loyal, and we appreciate that. We are the Collar and Elbow Wrestling Podcast. I am your esteemed co-host, Kenny Oak, joined with, as always, by the ever-talented, ever-cunning, ever-beautiful Chris Harris. Man. Chris, it's been a, it's been a long week for me. <laughs> uh, how have you been? I've been getting through Sitting it. at home collecting a paycheck. That's Leave my life out of this, but that's partially I want, true. I want that. I'm jealous of what pa- it is. Partially true. Uh, I'm doing well. Wrestling is keeping me afloat. Excited to get back in here and talk. You, you're what, going back and watching Triple H versus Big Show in 99? <laughs> strong feud to close out the year there in 99. Uh, was really okay, good so stuff. I'm, I'm driving home from work, uh, and as always... Let's give I them call, context, sure. Yeah. And I say, you don't go back and watch all the wrestling like I do. And, and Chris's response is, are you kidding me? I have been balls deep in Triple H versus Big Show. <laughs> I was like, how are you bragging about this? I listen, was, listen oh. firstly, let me defend myself. I, I, I wasn't nearly as balls deep into the feud as I had made you believe. However, earlier in the day, I had been watching Big Show Pyro Entrance themed videos (laughs) on YouTube, and I got sucked into him versus Triple H, and him versus X-Pac, and all of that late 99 stuff. So yeah, none of it was great. I stand by it. I'm proud of it, because there was some good stuff in there, and how dare you? How dare you come after me, a true wrestling fan as you claim to be, going after me just because I'm into a feud? Way to be objective, you know? Okay, well, first of all, it's not that you were into a feud. It's that you you said it with such gusto, with with such zeal, (sighs) that you were like, how dare you question me going back and watching older wrestling when I am watching Triple H versus Big Show? (laughs) In 1999. Ah, look, SmackDown was strong show. in 99. The Big Show still had long it hair was. and his original theme. Ah. I liked it. Yeah. Whatever. That's what I was okay. doing. Anyway, we've got some stuff to get into. I hate it. I hate it so much. You don't have to like it. What, you, what you have to like is Drunk I'm Commentary, drink- Episode 72. I'm drinking... Uh, mixed berry juice with vodka. <laughs> Chris, what are you? Don't laugh at me. <laughs> I'm laughing for everyone else who just heard you say that with your your version of gusto. I. <laughs> no. Why don't you tell me what berries gonna, they are? What 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 kind of berries? They're mixed. Oh, they're so mixed. it's all of it's all the berries. It's a few berries. That's so it's more it's plural. It's more than one, and they're mixed. Okay. They're not set in a line. I sh- okay. Then I should have gotten me a Jamaican me happy. Yeah, maybe you should have. I, I like those a lot, actually. And if you go to a gas station, they sell like the big cans of them, and it's eight yeah. percent alcohol by volume, and it's just it's delicious. Uh, I I'm gonna drink brandy and coke after this. Okay, well, you could have done it now. You have gotten a little more respect from the audience that's tuning in to hear you say this crap that you're putting out there. I was going to when I transition to the media hub after my cigar. All right, all right. Well, listen, I've got, right. the, I've got, vani- I have vanilla going. Today's a double vanilla day. It's oh, a, what's that mean? It's vanilla crown with. Yes. Did you know that they make diet vanilla coke? Yes. Yes, of course. Oh, zero. I'm, 
vanilla Coke. Yeah, it's ba- basically, and it's got a little hint of vanilla in there. So, do you drink like Diet Coke or Coke I don't, Zero? I don't drink Coke like unless I have liquor in it. So I don't. I wouldn't say that I drink it, but I mean, I got it at the store today. And why not zero calories? And we're gonna see what happens. So, All right. Well, I don't know. All right. So that's the lineup yeah. for tonight. Couple drink. Couple quick shout-outs, real quick, to some couple guys that yeah. have been hitting me up on on Twitter. We've been staying strong today. Uh, I'm I'm pretty much gonna refer to you guys as my favorite Asians because we've been having some good back and forth today. <laughs> I can't. Say I can't that. They say it. So I can say it, and it's on their Twitter profile. They're four Asians that talk wrestling and sports, bubs. Get show wrestling podcast. They pretty much – did you have the Asian friend in high school? Did you have the, the typical stereotypical Asian friend? Yes. Like we the one? Yeah, you did. That's him. So whoever that yeah. guy is, that's who these guys are. I had the Asian friend as well. Like so appreciate that. Did they also – what's up? Did you watch Dragon Ball Z with your Asian friend? I did not watch Dragon Ball Z. I touched a little bit of Yu-Gi-Oh! for about a year in my life, but uh, I wasn't a fan. I never stayed in the genre, bub, so I'm sorry. I'm sure I, the guys from Get Yo Wrestling Podcast did their Asian, so that's kind of a given. That's racist, but I'm sorry. What you said. Sorry, guys. Watch. Thanks for reviewing us today, though. I owe you that one back. They reviewed us, bubs, on iTunes. Gave us a good review listening to the show. Also, big shout out to Ringside Rant. We've been talking a lot of stuff today on Twitter as well. So good stuff out there in the podcast wrestling federation as it is. A lot of good Twitter followers and such. So it's a good day, bubs. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for interacting with us and helping us grow our brand. We'll help grow your brand as well. That's how that's how the wrestling community works. Thanks. All right, so on the agenda today, we are discussing there's quite a few topics to get into. SummerSlam was this past Sunday. Yeah. Um, not a lot came out of it, but there were a couple things we'll touch upon. Uh, what else do you want to discuss today, Bubs? We are going to get into round two, the semifinals of the best promos, Bubs. We've got our top four. We broke yes. down the bracket in Final. episode 71. So we have all all top four seeds advanced. So we got the one versus the four, the two versus the three. We're going to get into that to decide the finals that we'll talk about in uh, show a, l- a little bit uh, next week and then the wrestling landscape it's king of the ring yeah, king of the ring is coming up we'll brush on that because the bracket is out but september and october are going to be huge for the entire wrestling industry specifically aw nwa and wwe making changes to stay relevant i like that so we had a lot to talk about today yeah so um Let's, why don't we go ahead and uh, let's get to the semifinals oh, I love of it. the best promo, best talkers in wrestling history tournament bracket of all time. Well, we talked a lot about right. in last week in the, the one versus the eight was Ric Flair. Versus Jerry, stop it. Versus versus Jerry Lawler and Flair kind of just walked walked him down. So what we had was Ric Flair coming in at the one seed versus Bobby Heenan, who won by an absolute oh, hair, won by a literal hair, fifty one forty nine. That, that was a, a buzzer beater. Yeah. You know, Photo finish type. And it's really, I I, I think we're gonna take credit for it because. You know the seating was four and five. I'm gonna give yep. you. I'm gonna give you a little credit there for setting that up, because it, it was so perfectly done. And it's still hard for me to believe, looking back a week ago, that Paul Heyman is not in the semifinals of the best promos because he lost. 
Look who he went up against. Them. I know the the resume of of Heenan is just a little too strong. All it time, is, it's it's a little it's longer, um, it's a little more full, and maybe a little more diverse too. I'd say. Yes, he did a lot, a lot more. There was a lot more variety in his career. Yeah, Heyman. Well, that's that's been what we manager. got in. In this week was the one versus the four Heenan versus Ric Flair. We talked him. We talked everybody up last week when we were doing this. Now in a matchup like this, what I was kind of picturing was, what if these two were in a feud with each other and the battles were promo based? Because Heenan, oh. Heenan, the majority of his career, not a wrestler. Obviously, he was a manager. He was a commentator. He heel was a hype man. A heel commentator. Yep, heel guy. And obviously, Flair, known much more as a heel than. A face, of course, but that's kind of how I wanted to dis- discuss this semifinal round. Was what if these two were in a promo feud, if you will? Who comes out on top of it, and who from there would you take moving on? And can you even just imagine Flair and Heenan cutting on each other like that? Bubs, imagine if Heenan had this dominant heel or baby face, probably a heel since it's Heenan, True. going up against. A face flare. Love it. And they're just the the one flare would would he would flip the switch. You know he would he would tap into that passionate raw yep. kind of promo style of his where he's just screaming. The clothes come yelling. off. Yeah, clo- he starts elbowing his sports jackets. Um, it would be so good, and you'd be so compelled to to follow it. Mm-hmm. Anytime, anytime a new promo would come out, you'd go to YouTube and watch it 30 times over. You would pay for the pay-per-view to, to see the match happen because the build has just been so brilliantly done mm-hmm. by those two men. So I, it, would, it would be really exciting. And I don't, honestly, I don't know who would have the upper hand in this kind of debate. Because, I mean, Heenan's proven to be amazing... Uh, but he's also he knows when to, to he knows when to put the opponent over and yeah. put himself down, mm-hmm. bring bring him down to put the opponent over. And this so compelling. This fantasy matchup that I'm kind of picturing is I don't know who Heenan would be representing, but it'd be somebody who's strongly heel, like maybe Mr. Perfect at, at a time. Um, it could have been Andre, of course, and just to to imagine the things that he would say on Flair, he'd tap back into Flair, of course, in maybe his former days of WCW, if, if this was a WWF thing going on in the early 90s, or calling back to the NWA and things that Flair did or didn't accomplish well versus others. And I can just see that that, that would enrage Flair because Flair would take that and he'd twist it like you're saying and he'd put his own passion behind it. And obviously, if this the feud were to happen, I think Flair is your guy that ends up going over in some way. But these two would oh, yeah. get you hyped from a a taped TV promo to a live thing on Saturday to a pay per view, you know, a month down the road. So imagine, if you will, if Flair has turned babyface and a freshly heel Ricky Steamboat aligns himself with Bobby Heenan. Imagine the... Because there's so much there for Heenan to work with. Because Steamboat's beaten Flair before. He has. There's a lot to get over there. 
yeah, with good. anybody trying to believe Steamboat is a heel. That's hard enough. Anytime you're with Heenan, you're the most hated you are person. That's it, true. It's proven. It's a proven fact. Whoever Heenan was managing instantly got all the heat. That's well. I like that you're bringing him up because Steamboat is considered by most to be like the ultra baby face of all time. Oh, absolutely. He's that's why it would. Right, so for him to do something dastardly and then align himself in the next show with Heenan, that's a double turn that no one would ever be expecting because you couldn't really believe it. And yes. there's a lot to work with you know, there for Blair Heenan. Blair beats him. They, they just shake hands, and everyone's clapping and cheering because, you know, Flair, Flair's turning face. You know, he's showing respect to his opponent, and then Steamboat just beats the bricks off of him. Oh. Leaves him, leaves him a bloody mess in the ring. I wasn't just walks out. That. Next time you see, he's got Heenan by his side. That should have been done in Louisiana or in Chicago at one of those matches. Give me a call, Vince. Yeah. Well, that was that was back in the day. But anyway, I want to still. Work. I want to talk about some of the results <laughs> from, <laughs> from Tweety. <laughs> oh, he's so old. He wouldn't. I don't know, Bubs, but. Steamboat can still go, though. No, he would. He looks great for his shape. I want to talk about some of the results real quick from Twitter for that matchup. Not as uh, not as close as I would have liked to see. Not an, an outright blowout overall. Of course, Ric Flair is going to win this one by percentage, of course, 66 to 34. So not... It's still a blowout. Not, it, yeah, it's, I would have wanted it's it to be closer. Demolishing, it's, but it's still still a two touchdown three touchdown win yeah it's not nearly as big of a deficit as we're about to talk about for the second part of the semifinals bubs but are you good with rick flair moving on to the finals oh i'm i'm very good it was exactly what i thought was going to happen when we seated him number one of course and but this this next one has surprised me to no end and i think it's just because of the hate that number three seed gets which is unwarranted if you look at his full body of work, I think he might be the most, like we talked about, the most natural, just the most gifted talker maybe of all time. And yeah. I don't think he, he's gotten the respect that he deserves. And what we're talking about here, the 2-3 seed, The Rock we seeded at number two, John Cena we seeded at number three, and we really talked Cena up last week because both you and I have become convinced over the last few years, more like three, four, five years now, that Cena really deserves to be moved into that top echelon of guys to have ever done anything in this wrestling industry. And he still gets all the hate from the 30 to 40 year old males in the group that just want to boo him because he's not us. We fall in that category. Yeah. yeah, Because he's not the correct appeal. I'm over that. I have started to talk about him as as deserving to be in the GOAT type of category, his resume speaks for itself. But Bubs, again, let, let's picture this in a feud because we've seen this feud. We've seen the promos. Yes, we know who won in the promo department in those feuds. We And let's be honest with ourselves, John Cena took the rock to task. Okay, he, he did. He put it to him. It wasn't... But, at the time, it was a surprise. I wasn't ready to accept it as a fan because I'm a rock guy. So when it happened, it was very difficult for me to sit back and say, damn, Cena just roasted his ass. But as I've gone back and watched them before and just seen them as they've passed, Cena, Cena had his ass. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a couple factors to that. The Rock had been 
away from wrestling for quite a while. Right. He's not doing it week in and week out. Very rusty. But And the last person you need to go into a situation like that against is yeah. John Cena, who Pr- is... Prime John Cena, too. His name. Yeah. Yeah. And no matter how... It, it seems like no matter how long John Cena takes time off, he comes back just as good as ever. Like he's never left. Exactly. So... So I could have we could have made the argument for Cena being the two seed. We could have. We I think, I think we talked about that, but I think this is proper. Just given Yeah, but regardless of the seeding, I think the results would still be the same. Yeah. The results are heavily skewed, I think, by really the fan base that are voting with us here on Twitter, because there's just a lot of rock fans like myself who also just happen to hate John Cena. So the result numbers are ridiculous. It's eighty five to fifteen total. Oh. And in favor of The Rock moving on. And again, I want to picture that in a feud. Let's picture that feud in 99 or 2000 when Rock is really at his early peak. Now we're talking. Yeah, and we're putting Rock really in his wheelhouse. I think that's where I would have voted the same way as well. I would have voted for Rock over Cena for promo departments because I've seen every Rock promo since 97 when he was actively cutting them on his own outside of the nation stuff that, that they did as a group. Was your um, Triple H and Big Show? Yeah, that was a little, I mean, a little, a little later I was getting into... Do you have into... enough time to go back and watch well, The Rock with all of that? Okay. Not a fan there Sorry. of you. Sorry. Anyway. But I want, to picture, I want to picture this feud in a different era and see if these numbers match up. If this is 99 or 2000, The Rock's going home with the title, right? Because right, it, this so is his era. 99 rock versus what 2000 and you can say 12 you can say 14 you can say seven which year any, you, want. you can literally say any year johnson right even thugonomics johnson okay put on a show i mean i've gone back and watched a lot of those rock promos i've been doing that lately actually and i'm amazed with how in control of the crowd the rock always is palm of the hand no matter heel or face and I think that's what sets, and it's unfortunate that The Rock gets this thing, distinction because he has been able to play both sides multiple times. Yeah. And he's done it brilliantly both times. We've only seen John Cena play the face. So even heel Rock versus face Cena in 99 would be, The Rock was just so good. And he was so insulting. Like it was almost impossible to. I mean, look at all the. He didn't bury anyone, but just like we talked about with John Cena last week, you go up, you go in a feud with him. You better come out guns blazing. You better be prepared mm-hmm. because if you aren't, he's not gonna. It's not that he's gonna bury you. It's just that he's so much better than you. You're gonna look atrocious. Yeah. In the end. And that can be even before the match starts. That can be just on the microphone. Yes, yeah. exactly. But the Rock was the same way. And and we, we we always dreamed about what it would be like if John Cena was in the Attitude Era. Yeah. I think he would be even better than he is now if he takes some of those handcuffs off. So this should be like a this should be like a fifty fifty and then we debate over who to send. I over. wish it was. It's, that would have been ideal for us. I still I would still put the rock through. Right. Um, just because he has a, a more full body of work, both he land face, and and he has transcended uh, wrestling to yes. a much higher degree than John Cena. John, John Cena has as well. I've traveled the world 
and have been in places where you wouldn't expect anyone to know who John Cena is, but the majority of the people knew who John Cena was. Yeah. He was so, the, face of, the face of the company when it really needed a face and maybe when it didn't But I agree that the Rock, the Rock does move on, but not in the numbers that yeah. I saw. I don't like the numbers, but I, he's going to move on regardless anyway. So 85 to 15 is going to be the total. So next week, Bubs, just like we really did want, a one versus a two seed, Flair versus The Rock in a promo battle. And next week, we're going to talk about it in similar fashion too. We're going to talk about what if these two – we're in a feud together in their prime, then, and this will and this will be perfect because I mean, Flair, Ultra Heel, Rock, Babyface, ninety nine, two thousand time. It's really going to be a, a great debate. We're going to see what Twitter says. So obviously, if you're listening here, look out for that poll. It's going to be coming your way. It's going to be all over the place over the weekend and through the early part of next week. So go vote and really talk to us about what that feud would look like. If we're talking people at their prime, heel, Flair. Babyface Rock, what would it be like? It would be money, is what it would be like. It would. <laughs> so good. Flair would get so upset, and his facial expressions are so good <sighs> that The Rock would hit him with some kind of one-liner, and Flair would just go nuts. His pants would come off. Yeah. He would ask Flair a question, and we'll talk about this next week. Well, I don't want to get into yes. it right now. That's that's the matchup I'm excited to discuss. Flair would be holding be... those gates down, Bubs. That's what he's doing. <laughs> oh. oh, all right, Bubs. <sighs> big big transition here, real quick. A couple things to discuss about SummerSlam. Not to get into it too deep. Nope. What was your major takeaway from SummerSlam? It's the second biggest pay per view that WWE does. Yep. It, it it pushes us into the fall towards the Survivor Series. So what was significant that you may remember a year from now that actually happened? All right. So a couple things. One, too many non-finishes. Okay. In, in big matches like Kofi and Randy Orton. Um, but the biggest takeaway, of course, is what happened in the main event between Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar with Seth Rollins in the middle of the ring, mm-hmm. pinning and beating, once again, Brock Lesnar. Right. Seth Rollins is the kryptonite of a Brock Lesnar title reign. He is. They have he did made it that. in 2015. He did it at WrestleMania this year, and he just did it in SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, when we talk about Kofi and Orton switching titles back and forth throughout the year, Instead, we might see Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar do that, which is not what we wanted to see. Right. But I find it very interesting that they went that route. And I wonder what's going to happen next. Interesting thing about that Rollins thing and, and Brock. Rollins is now, like I think, only the third person that can say they've beaten Brock Lesnar clean twice. And that's Kurt Angle did it and Goldberg did it. Yeah. So it's a very select yeah. group of people that they've really put him in an echelon with. And he's taken the title away from Brock now in two, two consecutive attempts, basically. So I don't know what this means. The, uh, the, all the rumors say that this is for Brock Lesnar to be on Fox TV come October. They don't want to put the Universal title on SmackDown. So that is possibly a setup for, for that. Because Kofi is booked so strong. Yep. Do they have Brock go and take the title then? They could because the, the finish for him and Orton was not a strong finish. So something needs to come in and, and save that a little bit. It's clearly the most disappointing thing from the card. But um, 
overall, I wasn't disappointed from SummerSlam. A lot of folks were. It was three and a half hours long. It was 12 matches total. I think they did a good job with card placement and management. So I don't have a lot to complain about from it. I didn't pick Seth Rollins. I didn't want to pick Seth Rollins to beat Brock. It's not what I wanted. I didn't want Kofi to win, nor did I want a double count out at the very least, and that happened. But well, it didn't matter if Kofi won. It's not that you didn't want him to win. No, but it, it, I think it's the way that the match ended that is the disappointment, not that Kofi retained. Right, I, that that I'm fine with because his booking has the been match amazing. Was just picking up steam whenever yeah. this double countout happened, and the I'm, crowd did not like it. No, they, the they hated it. Not, they were not about it. Yeah. Toronto, a unique set of fans up there, mostly positive. Of course, good fan base. this, yeah, definitely good fan base. I was positive. I was booing it from my living room too, but we get the feud to continue. That's something I like. Orton versus Kofi has such a long story, and all day I'll tell you that I like a long storyline and long booking. So if that's what we're going to get, that's what I want. I need Orton to win eventually. I think that plays a key part in this, and it can keep going from after that. But aside from that, Bubs, The Fiend's debut, it, it has me. It's, it's hitting me right where I need to be hit. It was executed so flawlessly, I think. And like we talked about the most important part of this, aside from the debut, was how do they maintain Balor's credibility? And they did that. Yes, it wasn't it wasn't a complete squash. Mm-hmm. Um but what what was kind of the, the blow to to Balor was, you know, this Bray Wyatt's always been about psychological warfare. Mm. Well with the fiend, it's a he's too intense. He was too intense for Balor. It, it threw Balor off. It's not that he was better than Balor. It's just that Balor just couldn't wrap his mind around the Fiend is what I took from it. Yeah, there was and so I think that's the absolute right way to go. There was so much unknown with the with the new character of how he was going to be, how he was going to wrestle. He wrestled in the mask, which was a, uh, I did not a, a question that we had. I didn't see it coming either. So it'll be interesting how they play him going forward. So far, it's been done well. I didn't want to see him on TV. I may have been okay with watching a Firefly Funhouse segment, yes. but I do not want to see Bray Wyatt really any type of anywhere near the word consistently on TV. I want him to be a special product, and we're going to see where it goes from there. Because right now, they they did it right. Everything's going well. They're taking advantage it, so, of it from the merch side. I bought some shit. Don't worry, folks. I'll be showing you. The Fiend. So much money to be made. But I like the card. I'm not disappointed. I don't think it was a great SummerSlam card, but for a pay-per-view, it was really strong. Yes, and that's really all that we need from WWE. We don't need it always to be great. Mm -hmm. We we need it to always be good and give us something to talk about. Right. And this show definitely gave us stuff to talk about with The Fiend, with Seth Rollins beating Brock Lesnar clean. And Trish Stratus and Charlotte Flair putting on a show. Mostly Charlotte proving that she is the best and most consistent performer in all of wrestling. Yes. Period. Bar none. Maybe Okada. Her and Okada are up there as the two best, most consistent performers in all of wrestling. Say whatever you want. I don't care. Wrestling world. That's the truth. I love it when when you have strong statements when you've been drinking your mixed berries. And you start getting these opinions that you believe in anyway, but now you come out on the show. With the mixed berries. And, no, no, no. It's, it's mixed berries talking. And you sit here, and that, I completely agree with you. I have you. a strong opinion, I, I, tell, I say it with conviction. I say it with passion. I say it with... Mixed berries. With so much... 
it's with so much mixed berry. <laughs> okay. And that's why I should have been on the, the I should have been in the bracket of the of the best promos and all. Uh, I'll try to cut you in on that one uh, on the next time I mean, you do it. We were we did we did have a special one-on-one match between <laughs> you and me. Oh, I, uh, I, I was blown out of the water. <laughs> I question how many of you actually listened to the show that voted, but that's that's fine. I'm going to eat that loss because it was bad. You hit me with multiple finishers. I lost, but um, the idiot wins I, I every now and then. Didn't even, you didn't even kick out. I just kept hitting the finisher. Yeah, and they're all protected, and you just kept hitting Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Whatever. It was good stuff. Anyway. So we're, we're going we're gonna to see what happens. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. And we do want to thank the guys from Powerslam TV for supporting the show. And we want to pass on to you guys, our listeners, the ability to go check out Powerslam TV and all of the content that they have on there. You heard well over 4,000 hours. It's very true with a lot of different promotions from all around the world, a lot of good stuff, a lot of classic stuff that goes back even years, decades really at this point. So go to powerslam.tv, sign up, use our code collar elbow free. That's collar elbow free. Use that. You're going to get a free month on that code. There's no hassles there. It's not, it's not a gimmick that they're pulling over on anybody. You can cancel that at any time. Check it out. Hopefully you'll like it. I've liked it. I'm supporting it. I recommend it. Go check it out. So Bubs, we've got a lot of stuff coming in before. Pro wrestling yes, so it's, is it's getting hot. We got a lot of different brands doing a lot of different things. NWA does not want to be left out of the wrestling landscape because it's it's legitimately changing. I think it's time to have a good conversation, all of us as wrestling fans, that the landscape is going to be different in 2020 because yeah. All Elite is going to put on TV. It's probably yeah. going to be good or watchable. It's going to get better over time. That is going to happen. They have the money, they have the people, and they, they certainly have the passion, which may be the most important thing sometimes. Now, yes. Billy Corgan and the rest of NWA do not yes, want to be left out. Rage, Bubs, he, is, he is still just a rat in the cage yeah, trying to they, he's make just, the NWA uh, just He's just again. trying to make the NWA great again. And I love their announcement. I think it was a week ago today that they brought it out that they are going to be doing taped studio wrestling once again yes. probably here in georgia somewhere or in the south i would imagine I atlanta is a hot spot Go for there. that so i want to right in the it's like a 100 there. seat fucking studio so i want to yeah. know i know i gotta get a ticket so i want to know what you cool think stuff. what do you think of the nwa doing studio tapings again as far as pro wrestling is concerned versus what wwe does and what all elite is going to be doing I love it because it it's it's pure pro wrestling. It's so traditional. It, it's very traditional, and that's what we're missing in this world is just traditional pro wrestling. We have too much wannabe sports entertainment mm-hmm. out there. 
and we, we just we just need to go back to our roots and it's not going to be a top promotion they're not going to be <clears throat> excuse me they're not going to be battling AEW and WWE for rating supremacy right uh, in the Wednesday night wars it's going to be <laughs> it's yeah. just going to I gotta be I got to trademark that <laughs> it's just going to be a, a great product for us to and it's probably only going to be an hour long right episode it, it, it probably so it's easy to it's easy to digest and it's going to give us another outlet to enjoy our pro wrestling fandom yeah what i think is going to be the most kind of intriguing part of it is it i want it to have the feel like we like we're talking about with some of these promos some of these guys that we talked about last week that did studio promos with an interviewer standing right there next to him holding the microphone up to their mouth and having them just cut their promos. I kind of want to see that again and how they bridge that kind of originality, that traditional stuff with the new age wrestling that has become very entertainment based, very athletic and all these things because they don't, their roster isn't deep, right? Nick Aldis is your champion. They have guys like James Storm. So they got a lot of veteran traditional wrestlers in there that aren't going to impress you with any four fifties, right? So no, it's going to be and different. Wrestling for. I don't watch wrestling for the extreme athleticism. Mm -hmm. The athleticism is definitely welcomed, and I much prefer watching matches now than you know thirty years ago. Yeah, but it's it's going to, like you said, it's going to have that traditional feel, and it, you're going to be able to get invested into it because they're going to. Hopefully, we're, this is all speculation, but they're going to have the the kind of promo styles that we have been raving about over the past couple episodes. So I'm very excited about it. Right. I'm excited to see what they do with the championship. It's very prestigious, 10 pounds of gold, and what Nick Aldis has been able to do to keep it relevant has been nice, and hopefully they can... Back the big gold belt. Yeah, nah, I don't... Well, WWE kind of owns the style of it, but can't do that. Something will happen, though. I'm excited to see what it's going to be. That's going to be in October, too. We're waiting on details for that to come out, Bubs. But, um, I can't wait to use all my Smashing Pumpkins references. Just to, just to put them out there. I've been uh, listening to them so much lately. Oh, just to Billy. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on to a little more speculation, but it's something that's going to be happening very soon, Bubs. You, well, last year, your favorite show that you would watch consistently, not anymore, NXT possibly doing TV on USA Network. And it's time to have a conversation about the pros and cons about that because there's enough talk now, enough rumor mill that it's going to happen. And I do believe it's going to happen as well. But let's talk about what that means for the brand. And let's talk about what that means as far as competition because you just said the Wednesday Night Wars. And that's really what it's going to be. It's going to be All Elite versus NXT. WWE, like I said earlier, sending the, the, the AAA team out to do the work. See if we can get a win. It's, it's like it's it's like the old conversation that we always have. Can a college team beat an NFL team? Can Alabama, Alabama beat, beat the Cleveland? The Cleveland Browns of two, three years ago. Two years ago when they went 0-16. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the answer is usually no, but um, we're, we're talking about NXT, which has consistently been over the last – five years five six seven years the best wrestling 
television show out there. And I'm excited that it's going to get a bigger audience. Mm -hmm. It deserves a bigger audience. The roster deserves that. Yes. The work that they put in and the story. You want to talk about old school and traditional. NXT is very old school when it comes to their storytelling. It's very simple and it works. So I think it's it's a great move to put them on USA and give them a bigger audience. And I think, one, it saves WWE from having to change too much with Raw and SmackDown. And I, I just hope that the WWE machine doesn't get a hold of NXT, mm-hmm. that the, the powers that be remain in place. And I hope that it causes AEW to, you know, I think AEW was already going to come out guns blazing, but I hope that it makes them, you know, work even harder. Right. That to give us the best, the best night in wrestling each week, Wednesday nights. Wednesday. That's so weird to think that I'm going to have to change my life schedule around that Wednesday is going to be the night that I'm looking forward to the most, and it very well could be. Where it's going to have Thursdays to... are going to be very busy because whatever we watch on Wednesday, we'll watch the other show on Thursday. I know because I'm not going to be quick enough on the on the dial to be able to go back and forth or any of that live. And you got to see some of this stuff live for sure. So the only concern yeah. with this, with the NXT stuff moving to TV, is if Vince gets his hands on it, it's to, to make it more TV relatable, and or if USA has any real you know restrictions to the show but nxt has never done anything over the top to where it wouldn't be rated obviously in any mature category it's still a pg PG show yeah they they don't do anything like this i don't have any concerns about that and vince has kept his hands off of the product for years and i think even he is aware to say okay it has been so successful so far it has been the most successful tv product that they've put out consistently whatever they're doing is correct now he's gonna have an influence we have to you got to say that he is he's gonna have say he's gonna say well i want to see this guy moved up more i want to see this guy moved down a little bit or something like that that we're gonna have to accept that but, but as far I don't as think the, he's gonna have any say in, like the creative no i have I, no I do fear think he'll say that. i want to see this person yeah get put in a in a prime spot to see how see how they do in case i want to move them up to raw or smackdown i do i do think that's going to happen yeah but I don't think he's going to say you need to make this guy champion or, you know, you need. OK, I'm changing the script because he's got too much to worry about already. I don't yeah, think he's going to focus on. Yeah, but he's tr- too old. For that. Truly, Vince has been successful with Raw and Smackdown being episodic TV for so long that there's he has good in him as well. And we, we're hoping that we can see the best of his, his intentions with some of the decisions that he's going to make for NXT because he knows TV pretty well. He knows USA. He knows the the network. He knows the audience. So that's the only fear I have. I don't. It's not even a big fear of mine. I'm actually more excited than not because it's a healthy fear. What it gives is it's going to make AEW is going to have to make maybe adjustments that they really weren't expecting, and that's what I want. I want this to be counter wrestling, and it's going to be fun, and I'm really excited for the entire roster to get the chance to get exposure on prime on prime hours on USA. That is huge for some of these people who really were never expecting this year. When you go to NXT, you think maybe I'm going to be in NXT for a while. I'm just on the network. I'm not going to be seen a lot. Well, now come on TV. come October, you're going to be on TV possibly if you're in a feud or or you're on the the show right. that night. So it's all good. 
Oh, absolutely. I don't see any downfall in this at all. Even if the only thing would be if Vince got his hands on it right. and got too much control of it, which I don't see Triple H letting that happen. Nonetheless, it's it's going to be exciting stuff. Now, we had made a, a small conversation before. I finished my mix there and switching to... Oh, good. Oh, is that is that the sound that we all get to hear now? Is is you getting away from mixed berry? This happens. Firstly, I want you to listen to me because I'm making a good a good point here. Listening to you. Were you? Unfortunately. Uh, before we'd started recording, we talked about timing and the the timing of the movement of NXT to USA. The rumor mill says that they're going to do it October second to line up with what AEW is going to do. But you and I both think that doing it in September and getting a basically a big leap ahead is important. Let's kind of discuss because there's nothing but pros to that. I think if you're on TV first, if you establish those hours first, if you claim that open audience first, it's yours, right? Well, not necessarily. It could just be a placeholder. You know, people watch it to get ready. For, and I'm just talking about wrestling fans, I guess, because. The people who are going to be watching, or the people AEW hopes they get, are the casual people who are watching mm-hmm. a the eight thousandth rerun of Law and Order. Just, just they hope they that they they stay for an extra five minutes and keep the channel running. Go in. <laughs> you won't make fun of me and my mixed berry anymore. I don't know what you're drinking. What are you drinking? Uh, some brandy. That's vague. Way to leave it vague. That's fine. How much more specific do you need me to get? It's just like a type. Anyway, I'm gonna digress. What I what they are hoping no, for I, is I, you should digress. They're hoping for more than just a wrestling fan. They're hoping for that open audience that's sitting there watching TV. The people who are there because they know about sports entertainment, but they're not hardcore watchers. And I think what Vince wants to do is get ahead of that. And I think that if you can establish yourself beforehand and you kind of take away a little bit of that audience away from what AEW is going to try to do, you're going to maybe steals the wrong word, but you're going to occupy some of those views that AEW was kind of hoping to get come early October. And I think that's important. So do you think that it is... Would it be better for them to do it early or steal the viewers like the night of? Like, what do you think is the better the, the better, better play here? The better move is to start a very investing, very detailed feud okay. about three weeks to a month before that. So I'm talking early September, two weeks from now is what is really what I would want to do. And then we build up to something that leads to that October 2nd night. And that can allow you to take away a lot of those viewers because that's a payoff night as it, in, in storyline type talk. So if we get somebody returning, if we get a big match, if we get a new champion or a high profile match on that night and people are already invested in the feud, you got an audience watching. Right. So let's say that night then, October 2nd, um, a, a Ciampa, Tommaso Ciampa makes his return. Okay. That's huge. Um, let's say they allude to it. They don't come out and say it, but they allude to it on October 2nd. Then you've got a lot of people intrigued, and they're going to come, and they're going to definitely watch it. Yeah. Um, let's say a Sonata. Okay. Or 
you know, comes and Oof. makes his debut on October 2nd. You know how I feel about that. I do, and I'm, I'm right behind you. I'm one step behind you on that fan train because I forget. I've was, been on it for a while. I think it was two Wrestle Kingdoms ago that you really let fan your fanboy come out. We were talking the card for, was it? I think Wrestle Kingdom 11 is when we had that conversation. He he would be like the next big star, the next kind of... He's done nothing but go up that ladder ever so slowly. (laughs) Just like us. It's such a slow (laughs) burn. It's really I cannot believe... This is a good transition point real quick. If I'm New Japan, how do you let him go away? Now, if he wants to, if he wants to go try something new, if this is a an expansion and to go, you know, see the world a little bit, this excursion, a little bit of an excursion, if you will. But it's not. He's he's not a. Oh man, a little, a little hot right there. He's 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 peak. He's getting towards peak, and you don't you don't let somebody go off and do excursions to NXT or WWE anything when this could be the guy that we're talking about next year as the G1. So they, they, they just never pulled the trigger on it. And you know, sometimes they're so patient. They are, but you see the writing on the wall. You go, okay, there is quite the log at the top of the new Japan uh, roster. So why sit and wait when I can go to the biggest wrestling company in the world and go to a brand like NXT and go I saw what happened with Shinsuke he went and passed his prime but he still went right. and was instantly brought to the top why wouldn't that happen for someone like a Sonata I don't think that the log jam on top of New Japan is anywhere close to what he would see in WWE and NXT. NXT though, I'm talking NXT. About NXT. He can go straight to the top in a brand like NXT. He could because they they they're proven that they they can move people up and down the card with yeah. ease and without it hurting anybody. That's true. Adam Cole can then he can drop the title and go not in. I guess into the mid card, but like the upper mid card, and it wouldn't hurt him at all because they would continue to book him the same way that they've been booking him. Ah, oh, and th- this might just be a difference of what we consider the definition of logjam because I think there's three guys that can challenge Okada, and to me that that's that's not a logjam. Sonata can get through a Jay White, he can get through an Ibushi, he can get through a Naito, really within a year because some of those one but, know, a little but older that's the Nido, problem but, with, but that's that's the problem with kind of and it's not a problem because we love it but new japan booking is very like you said patient mm-hmm. it's a, it's a slow burn and some people just aren't patient enough to sit through that yeah. why wait two years to become the top guy when you can move to an nxt and instantly yeah. become the top guy right so then, then that kind of brings into a conversation of a matter of opinion here. What what's more important just to to a wrestler's resume being NXT champion or being New Japan IWGP heavyweight champion? Clearly, IWGP heavyweight champion would be the bigger it would part of your resume. So it's a matter of it's a matter of time and AJ when you want Styles it. Into yeah, mm-hmm. AJ Styles became the international star that he is now because he was the. IWGP heavyweight champion. Right. Twice, I think. I think he won it twice. And 
he came to the WWE with much more credibility than he would have otherwise. Royal Rumble. Ah. What a what a debut. I was hot for that. And I'll be hot when Sonata makes his debut. Are you buying into it right now that he will go to NXT? No, I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing because I do think he is he is the future of in New Japan. But do you want to be the future of a company or do you want to be the now? Do you want to be the present? Yeah. Do you want to be the top guy? And he can go to NXT, be the top guy, and prove to New Japan that you know when he when he does go back, he can get shot straight up to the top because he's proven that I can go to the biggest brand in wrestling yeah. and be the top guy. Like look look at me right now. Look at what I've done with this belt. And he has story. more he has more bargaining power that That's way. True. Such an important thing to have is to have some credentials underneath you to, to be able to bargain for something that you want. So bargaining's good. What what I'm hoping is that so since it's been a, I think almost a year no, it's been like eight months, not a year, but since when Kush, when Kushida debuted on NXT, not a lot of big pop from him. He's a former junior heavyweight champion from New Japan. But he's mostly been on the NXT live shows. I, he's, he's been around some of their Wednesday shows, but he hasn't been featured on anything in the TakeOver yet. So I'm really wondering, but he's kind of like a test because he's a, he's a true New Japan guy who's still, I think, in his prime. Shinsuke was past his prime, so it's hard to compare the two. But if Kushida can end up having the type of success that we want Sonata to have, I think he's a good... He's a good guy to watch to see what they do with him as far as character and as far as actual booking from NXT live shows to dark matches to TV stuff to takeover events and how long that really takes. And if it takes forever, if it takes two years, maybe somebody else like Sonata doesn't want to wait those two years to go through the whole NXT, you know, I guess the experimental trials that they put some folks through. Because Shinsuke didn't have to go through that, but Kushida is. But the thing is that and honestly only time will tell and Mm -hmm. imagine imagine if let's say abushi was like koto abushi was completely dedicated to becoming a a star in america and he and he went to nxt full-time he would have been the top guy pretty fast right away away. so I think if you have the mindset of I'm coming here and I'm going to be the top guy yeah. and have the, in my opinion, the skills and charisma that Sonata does and the look, then if he wants to and if he's dedicated enough, he will get pushed straight to the top. Because I think it would have happened for Abushi, but he he's never been someone who – that he, he's never really he, wanted the spotlight. He's, so he's never really wanted to be the top guy. He is – so unique. And it's even incredible to me that he's won G1 considering the type of person that he is. So I'm excited to see. Maybe that's I'd... New Japan saying, we, look, we're, we're dedicated to you. Yeah. We know what you can do and we want you to be the, the top guy that we know you can be. New Japan, they're just so dead set on giving us the greatest matches ever. That's what they're doing yearly. Because now... You just hate it. You hate it, right? You, you just I gotta... fucking hate, hate it. Because now at Wrestle Kingdom, you just now you're, you're gonna make Why me pick... Want us to be happy? 
Yeah, you're, you want me to be happy, but you want me to pick between my favorite wrestler in the world, Kazuchika Okada, versus Ibushi? I'm supposed to pick that winner? That's not a... I can't do that. Because we, we're going to pick Okada. I'm going to pick Okada. I don't necessarily Ibushi want to. Wins, you're like, that's, that's smart. That's so great. That's such a of good decision. Fine. Whatever. It's, ah, it's frustrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the best wrestling i've always said pure wrestling wise yeah. new japan is the best in the world without a doubt and they continue to prove it with every passing show that they have i'm not surprised just we have, like we've, us we've never that's true every day in and day out i am not surprised because we've, we've yet to talk about this that when kenny omega left new japan there was some serious talk that it was going to hurt the company in a significant way, right? I never believed that. But it, it's the the needle didn't move, as we've been saying a lot, you and I. The needle stayed. We we kind of drifted away from the Jay White experiment. We went back to the reliable. We've had an amazing G one. Lance Archer is even putting on great matches. If you don't know about what's going on in New Japan. Go get on it. Go get on it because you're going to see the best wrestling in the world. And yes. you're going to start to pick up on a lot of Japanese words too that you never knew. And you're going to start to learn a second language just by watching and listening. So, dear God, good yes. stuff. There's so much happening in the world of wrestling. And it's so exciting. And I, I can't wait for the end of the year because... We're just getting all of the best. We're getting all of the best wrestling. We're getting new wrestling. We're getting more shows. There's more content out there for us to watch. And in the end, we're all winners. And at the end of the day, us as wrestling fans, and you and me as podcast hosts, we're the winners. Because we have more content to watch and we have more content to talk about. Every episode, we could talk about something different. We could talk about a different brand. We can talk about a different feud from japan or here or something that we've never talked about obviously there's a ton of stuff that we really never get into a lot that's on power slam tv that we're going to start getting into as well because that stuff goes back decades we can watch old daniel bryan and have a good conversation about some stuff thank you pro wrestling for giving us the thing that we love so much thank you power slam tv for giving us that content and we're going to have so much more content and we want to know what content you are most excited about the ways you can tell us is to hit us up on twitter at cae wrestling at kenny oak sports and at crispy quick you can also verbally tell us what you're excited about through the anchor app by sending us voice messages you can also use anchor to create your own wrestling podcast it's super easy to use and i couldn't imagine using another app to host this podcast and my podcast kenny oak sports so thank you guys, as always, for joining us, continuing to be the loyal fans that you are. And, I mean, together, we're just going to continue to watch wrestling. We're going to continue to grow this show. We're going to continue to grow all the shows out there. And together, we're going to make wrestling great again. Thank you, guys. <laughs>